Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 8, Episode 29. I'm Jack. I'm ASD. And a very special guest joining us today yeah. is Daniel Wynn. How are you doing? Thanks for, well, thanks for having me. Well, thank you very much for being here. It's, uh, it's going to be fantastic to talk to you about all things Spurs, the new stadium, um, what a few days it's been being a Spurs fan getting over there. Um, but let's start, let's take it back a little bit and, and take it to you know when your Spurs journey first began. So, how, how have you come to be a Spurs fan, first and foremost? I think the illness was given to me. <laughs> it was genetic. Yeah. Um, my dad came over as a refugee uh, from Belgium during the war. In fact, he was on the same boat as the Miliband family, just incidentally. But anyway, um, and they ended up in Stamford Hill. Wow. And they used to walk down on a Saturday down to Tottenham. And yeah, he, uh, he gave me the bug. He gave me the disease. And um, he was home and away all over Europe. He was there in 74 in final and Amazing. all that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, he gave, you know, he started taking me. I had my first season ticket when I was five, back in 75. I'll just give my age away. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've had a season ticket every year since. Despite working there, I still keep my season yeah. ticket on. But that's how it all began for me. Yeah, and did you love it straight away or was there a sense of, I don't really know what this is? No, I knew what it was because I knew that he went every Saturday, even at that young age, I knew he went to football. Yeah. I didn't know what it meant, but I knew he went to football. So the first time he said, do you want to come with me? Yeah, of course. And then I remember walking up the old West Stand steps and looking out in, into the, oh, onto the pitch. And I got that feeling yesterday as well, yeah. well not yesterday, but the first time I was there. And yesterday for so many people, it was like being five years old again. Yeah. I think I put that on Twitter. And yeah. it was like being a kid and getting all, getting that same bug, that same love affair started all over again. And um, But yeah, that's, that's how it all started. That's Why did he choose Spurs? It was the closest ground to him. It was just the closest yeah. ground. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> the reality is he, he went with a friend who was a Chelsea fan. Yeah. And he thought he'd wind up his friend and support the other team. Yeah. And he just <laughs> stuck with amazing. Tottenham. And uh, yeah. He definitely passed it on to me. So. That's brilliant. And you talk about you know when you your early memories of going. Can you remember what your first game was? I don't remember the exact game, but it would have been the first game of the 75-76 season. Mm, you don't look. So, uh, yeah. I um, can't believe you haven't looked. You don't know it often. Oh, I, don't yeah. know. <laughs> I can tell you about most games, but yeah. I just don't remember. It kind of all blurred into one as a yeah. little kid. But I remember what I was wearing, and my dad bought me a little spur shirt, and I, I remember going up the steps as I said, and. Just the, falling in love with the green and the, yeah. all the smells of you know the burgers and the the, the cries of roasted peanuts as it yeah. was and wear your colours and rosettes in the day and yeah it's just that romantic image and memory that you've got and uh, yeah and it was like that yesterday I was watching people walking in yesterday watching their faces and yeah, yeah. Was, oh, everyone was beaming weren't they I've got yeah. a one nil win versus Middlesbrough sounds about right yeah I'm, I'm not going to argue <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> uh, what a first game that is as well as a Spurs fan it's scraping it at home to Borough well, I can brilliant. read the team yeah, yeah go on Jennings Kinnear McCall yeah. Don McAllister Naylor Osgood Perryman McNabb Jimmy Neighbour John Pratt Martin Chivers Chris Jones about right. That's it. And Graham Souness playing for uh, Middlesbrough as well. You made one appearance for us, of course. Mm. Graham Souness, yeah. yeah. Seventy-one against Keflavik. Now you must have seen some uh, an array of brilliant players for Spurs mm. over the years. Going rubbish ones. And some, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they will talk about the rubbish ones after. Actually, um, what, who stand out as the best players that you've seen in a Spurs shirt? I keep talking about my dad, but I remember after the seventy-eight World Cup, I was nearly eight years old. And you know, Spurs scoop the world was the headline, and I remember him saying to me very clearly, "I hope it was that little fella Ardiles." Yeah. And you know, everyone talks about Hoddle, and as wonderful as Hoddle was, for me, Hoddle wouldn't have been Hoddle without Ardiles. 
and I'm sure Glenn would say that as well because he allowed him to do what you know what he did and so if I had to pick one it would be one of those two mm. I didn't see Dave Mackay which is I don't have yeah. many regrets for Tottenham but that was one of them mm. and are there any players in the current side that would come close to that kind of level I mean it, the obvious thing is Harry Kane yeah. in terms of being able to turn a game for you um, I'm a massive Alderweireld fan yeah. and Yann Vertonghen. Mm. Yeah. You know, their partnership, what they've been through from being kids, basically, yeah. Yeah. through the Ajax set up, the national side. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a real fan of those two. Yeah. Would you say Toby's Thank the you. best defender you've seen? Him and Richard Goff. Richard Goff always, always gets comes a mention. Up. Anyone that has ever seen him, yeah. Only one year. Him and Mabba, and you know, Gary Mabba's very close to him. Well, I don't want to speak for Gary, but uh, they are very close friends, so I think he's a godfather of one of mm. Gary's kids as well. Um, yeah, it's just a shame for whatever reason. I think we all know the reasons, but <laughs> it's a real mm. shame that um, he couldn't stay for longer. Yeah, it's like literally anyone that's ever seen Richard Goff play for Spurs, yeah. always put him in their team, always yeah. say, you know, yeah. he's up there with the best defenders that have played for Spurs. Yeah. Um, and then you must have obviously seen some brilliant and some terrible games as well. Yeah. Are there any brilliant matches that stand out? Um, well, that falls into two categories for me. As a kid, obviously the cup finals, you know, yeah. we're, we're a bit Wembley'd out now, yeah. but you know, um, it was a while before uh, we got to Wembley, obviously, as I was growing up, but the 81 side, um, it just reels off, doesn't it, all the, yeah. all the players there. but. I think the best game I ever saw um, had to be the 84 UEFA Cup final, second leg, you know, 23rd of May 1984. And there were so many nice little link ups as well because the captain for the second leg for Anderlecht was Frank Arneson, um, who obviously uh, went on to work yeah. with us, and I got to know him fairly well. But um, working wise, sort of as a commentator, the 5 1 against Chelsea, the 3 1 against Inter Milan when they were. European champions, oh, the 5-1 yeah. against uh, Arsenal, obviously. There are a few like that, and over the last couple of years as well, there's been there's been many. But um, yeah, I'd say the '84 UEFA Cup final. Yeah, it's not not decent, a bad one, is it? Decent, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we were going to talk about worst players and worst games. So what, who, what, and who stand out there? <sighs> well, obviously, obviously, none of the current setup. Yeah. So, I, I, I do want to try and keep my job there. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tremazani was up there. Uh, Dominguez, he, he came on for his first couple of games. And the, he was so short, the ball was up to his knees. Right? <laughs> and, um, yeah, he flattered to deceive a little yeah. bit. But I think Tremazani's got to be up there. <laughs> uh, let's talk about what it's been like working for Spurs then. So previously as a Spurs TV commentator, yeah. like how did you how did you get into that? How did that job happen? It was, it was quite funny really because um, it was case of being in the right, oh, wrong place at the right time or the right place at the wrong time but um, Sky did the fan zone commentary um, which started in like, 2000 and I think the third or fourth game they had on was Spurs v West Ham we beat them 1-0 at White Hart Lane and I just rang them up I said have you got a commentator for Tottenham and they said no and they said, well you have now and that was it oh, and wow. so I did the first six or seven for Tottenham and the first I think three for England they obviously liked something there and um at the time, Sky ran the Spurs website uh, through the Planet Football vehicle. Yeah. And I, I did a couple for that, and then that stopped for a while. And then I think John Fennelly emailed me and said, um, right, we want you to come and do the TV side. And the first game I did on the TV was December 2001. And the first goal that Saturday 
was going to be the 10,000th Premier mm. League goal. Sheringham. Ferdinand. Ferdinand, that's We beat right. Fulham yeah. 4 0. Yeah. And it was about 20 minutes in, and it was so bloody noisy, I couldn't hear a thing <laughs> in the headphones. Either that or my headphone setting wasn't set up properly. But I just about heard our, our producer scream, that's it, that's it. And I went with it. And that's yeah. a 10,000th goal. And luckily she was right. And so was I. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. And then what what was it actually like working for the club that that you supported? Like, it, was it was it as good as you or is it as good as you thought it'd be? Or was it different? Like, how does it, the two? It, it's different. I mean, it's a fascinating insight. Yeah. Um, and I mean that in a constructive way because so much goes on behind the scenes mm. and people just don't realise. I mean, the smallest things. I mean, I use Wembley as an example. The amount of work they did, especially the first four seasons or. Yeah, the full season that we were there, making Wembley look as much like home as possible, mm-hmm. even down to the planning of getting the lampposts, walking down Wembley Way. Um, but there's so much work that goes into the yeah. smallest detail, and yeah, they work incredibly hard. And this season, they've worked at three home grounds, you know, yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. and yeah. So it's fascinating. You 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 see so much. Mm. You can't talk about much because they hate that. Um, you know, don't get busy. Don't say things that you're not meant to say because you know quite rightly they're very protective of the brand mm. and things that you often see or sometimes see are still to be announced. So you know, paranoid is the wrong word, but you know they do like to control things and rightly mm. so. It's yeah. their brand and you know people want to get the scoops out, but they they don't want it coming from their employees. So yeah. I always tread on the side of caution. Yeah. Just don't no, say anything. Fair. How does that impact your feeling towards the club? Because it, you, what you love is also the product which you're serving as well. How, how does that change your, how you support the team? Uh, uh, that's a very good question. I mean, I definitely get a different match that experience to my yeah. friends. So obviously a lot of my friends are season ticket holders as well. And um, we speak to each other in the car after the game. And, you know, they are so blinkered. At, again, that's the wrong word. But they see things as a fan. The referee mm. did this wrong. The referee did that wrong. And... I say, actually, that incident, he got it right. Because yeah. I've got a monitor, I see the replay. Mm. They get a lot wrong. Yeah. And when they get it wrong, I call it, I call it out. But it is a different experience. And um, I'm fiercely protective of Tottenham Hotspur. I would mm. never wash our dirty linen in public. Mm. And so, you know, especially in commentary as well, on Spurs TV, when it was going to 60-odd countries or whatever, um, I would always try and see the positive and try yeah. and... You know, if things go wrong, you know, just just go with it. Yeah. That's all you can do. But fan, the, the football fandom is such an interesting thing because it, it, you know, it's it's traditionally been a working class game, and it's it's been a place where people not just support club but also release some of their anger. Yeah. And so naturally, with social media and things like that, it's gonna there's gonna be that that echo chamber and it's going to be reinforced oh, and so you just got like we've got one in in the echoes a glory group who is very emotional and very negative um, at points and it's just that's almost got nothing to do with Tottenham that's just him venting and he, 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 but people get distracted by that and then link that venting to the club and it's it's a dangerous game people, people moaning yesterday I mean just <laughs> yeah, no there <laughs> were it was incredible about what just Anything like the queues were too long oh, to get in, you know, you, yeah. or I didn't like my seat, or yeah. there was also there was a few things. <laughs> people, seriously, <laughs> if you're going to moan yesterday, 
Seriously, there was a guy sat behind me yesterday that was moaning because you know the youth team have a very similar style to the first team. So they get the ball down and play out. Hit the channel, (laughs) get it forward. (laughs) Thinking we're here watching seventeen, eighteen girls play. That is an interesting point because you know we all think we're football managers. We, I've watched a few games with, I mean, with with certain pros. I watched a, a cup final with Martin Yacht. In my, in my friend's house it was just like five of us there and he was saying right in two minutes time this is going to happen the manager will do this on the nose two minutes time that happened they see things what sort of thing like what what, what is that like change the shape yeah or change? change the formation because a, a passage of play for five minutes has been in a certain way or whatever he said right you know the manager will change it give it he, he won't do it straight away he'll do it mm. in two minutes and that's exactly what happened it, it's just that they see it differently mm-hmm. and you know we think we know players they, you know, they work with the players they know them yeah. intimately is the wrong word yeah, but, yeah. You know, not in the biblical sense anyway but you know they know everything about them they, they train with them they watch them train they know their weight they know what they eat what makes them tick what doesn't make them tick we haven't got a clue we have not got a clue no. when a push comes to shove yeah we all play on Hackney Marshes and all that kind yeah. of stuff but you know these guys know their business you know Talk to David Pleat. If you, I, I saw David yesterday. I could say to him now, right, who's the third choice left back at under 18 level for Doncaster Rovers? He would know it like that. Mm-hmm. They know football like it's incredible, it's isn't, amazing, it? isn't it? Yeah, encyclopedic knowledge is phenomenal. And is that is that something you think that they're born with, or they just have a, a such a love for the game that it's just information that goes in? Because I always think that you know I, I can remember quite a lot in terms of games that I've been to, and I wish that I, I could sort of apply that to my everyday job. Because you'd be amazing you know, if you could recall information like that. Like, people, what is it about managers? People are different. I mean, certain ex-managers of ours who like to say run around a bit probably have a different. Mm mentality to someone like David Pleat who is way up there in my estimations he's just a phenomenal football person so everyone's different in every walk yeah. of life and some are like that but you know Martin Yard said I got to know Frank Arneson mm. and um, you know, certainly David Pleat he's amazing he's good though David Pleat isn't he's, he he's, one he's of my funny favorite. as well yeah you, you know I, I think he plays on the fact he gets names wrong yeah. it's just part of his charm isn't yeah. it yeah and then so you're in a slightly different role at the club now so mm. like what, what does that entail so now I'm still commentating. Um, Spurs have a commentary service for the visually impaired, oh, and um, they they are trying to build that up, and they've asked me to um, sort of lead that. And Is that um, in the game so they can go into the yeah. loop and yeah. they can? It's not a loop. They, uh, they get a headset. Oh, cool. And uh, you, you know we take it for granted going and seeing. Yeah. And it's a different commentary totally yeah. because you know they either have very limited. Yeah. Uh, vision or they have no vision and um, so it's literally painting a picture and if you go into the same ground like White Hart Lane or, or Wembley they tend to get to know their surroundings yesterday you spent most of the day just talking about the mm. new surroundings um, that's so, so yeah. interesting because you've got to give context as well as the action it's and context that's... it's position of the ball at which position yeah. you know, whereas on the TV side it was more st- uh, statistical Yeah. this is just more graphic even down to the colour of the boots we yeah. take it for granted that there's six or seven different colours of boots mm. now and you know, who's wearing gloves who's not it's wearing so it's a small thing yeah, and, and Spurs care passionately about all supporters mm. um, I'm not sure if I can say this but I'm going to say it but previously at, at the old ground, when you did the tour of uh, White Hart Lane, yeah. you came into the press conference room, yeah. right? 
people in, in wheelchairs could not get up no. to have a photo mm. taken in the chair. Yeah. There was no ramp. They've spent umpteen thousand pounds buying a wheelchair lift so they can have the same experience. It's that attention to mm. detail in the new ground and their commitment to all supporters. Yeah. It, even in the press box now, there's a couple of places there for wheelchair members of the press. I've never seen a member of the press in the wheelchair. I've seen a few members I'd like to put in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, sorry, that's a joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they have catered for everybody yeah. and they really care about access supporters. And is that Daniel Levy's attention to detail yeah. seeping through? There was through. an article, I think, in The Telegraph last week. I don't know if you saw it. I certainly retweeted it. And, you know, he's got a lot of stick for, for, for various things, but it's been his project for many, many years. And he wanted everything to be right. He wanted fans to get an experience like no other down to the acoustics. I had one of the sound guys on Thursday telling me what they had to do to get the acoustics right. It blew my mind. Mm. It, you know, but the attention to detail, you can, I, I can absolutely visualise him walking around saying, I don't want it that way, I want it this way. But in a positive way, yeah. not in a, you know, because he wanted the stadium to be right. I mean, that will be his legacy and it's, it's bang on. So I think he's going to be one of the most underrated heroes of Spurs history, right. really, because right. if you see where... He is take what he's taken us from and to is undeniably monumentally mm. brilliant. Totally, totally. You know, from when they came in in two thousand and one, we've now got the best training ground in Europe. We've now got the best stadium in Europe, arguably beyond. All we need now is yeah, and we're so close to having you know the best team in England. I'd we've got some we've, of the best players. So well, I'd argue we've right. got the most overperforming team in Europe as well because if you have a look at we always talk about wages and the, yeah. where, where we are where, versus where we should be there aren't many teams that are performing at our mm. level like mm. there's a lot of teams that are underperforming but we are underperforming sure. really compared to who we're but we're not mm. buying 50 million player, pound players and having them on the sure. bench but we've been Absolutely. going toe to toe really with we those have. sides well we're now we're toe to toe with have. the greats of Europe now well, yeah absolutely and absolutely. Levy has to take credit for that mm. let's talk about the stadium and the test event because yeah. um, that I mean so that was my first experience of the new stadium yesterday going over there. I've intentionally kept away for the last two years since me and USD went to that last game at White Hot Lane so you kept away from Tottenham the from area the whole area I haven't been back at all because Amazing. I wanted to be like right when I go back I want, want it to be finished game. yeah okay. I want to see what it's like uh, I was tempted so many times just be like I'll go over and have a look sure. um, so I got the train over there the trains were all completely screwed so I went into White Hot Lane so Northumberland Park which actually I'm really pleased that happened because on the approach into the station yesterday, you see the stadium which just looks, it does not look real. It's really strange to actually see it because I mean, Tottenham as an area has been renovated and they're constantly doing it up and the club's done loads, which is great. But you know, the, the, the modern part of the stadium versus old school it's Tottenham. It's like a spaceship's landed in Tottenham. Exactly, exactly that. And like you see it on the train, you think, that's that is our stadium. Like yeah. you know, normally, like, I'm lucky. I've been to quite a few big stadiums around Europe, and you always get that. Oh my god! Imagine coming here every week. It's yeah. like we are going to be here every yeah. week. It was absolutely sensational. I mean, the season tickets in the South Stand. Um, the view. I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. To be honest, it just looks like wherever you are, you're going to be like. Absolutely. I wouldn't change this seat for for anything. So the first experience of the stadium was. I had high expectations, I said to you actually, SD, that I was a little bit nervous going, 
because I was a bit like, is a part of me going to be like, I'm sad that it's not mm. the old ground. Like, am I going to miss that? I didn't feel that at all. I was just so excited on yeah. what the new ground Absolutely. looks like. And you just get in there and you feel like this is where something magical is going to happen in the next mm. few seasons. But it still felt like home? Def- 100%. 100% and that's the point is the feeling isn't it is the feeling of home because Tottenham definitely like what wow, they definitely had the feeling it was my, one of my happy places like yeah, it was exactly. it was properly good even down to yeah. the block you knew which block you wanted to be yeah. in it's the one concert in your life your football club isn't it you know mm. yeah. you get older your parents pass on you, you get older your friends change you can change your religion you can change your partner mm. you can change your political party your religion you can change anything the one thing you don't change and it's a backdrop to your life mm-hmm. in my case I've been going since I was five years old yeah. right the way through in your club yeah it was just uh, I was I was shocked as well at how quickly that has been put up if you take a yeah, step back absolutely. and just think like what they've done they've knocked an entire stadium down and built a yeah. High tech one in two less than two years. Yeah. Actually, yeah. when you think about it like that, that is a pretty amazing achievement. But you know, you go to some new grounds and it's a soldless arena. Yeah. Okay. But you know, the, the attention to detail on the concourse. I don't mm. know if you walked around yesterday. Yeah, I did. But you know, pictures on the wall. You'll see it next week. Yeah. yeah pictures on the wall, but not only in the corporate area, in the general admission areas as mm. well. Or GA is we call it. <laughs> yeah. No, in the GA areas as well. You know, it's everywhere. It's. Um, yeah, it, it's mind blowing. It's yeah. quite indescribable. And the good thing is, we get to go there again next week. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, yeah. Can't wait. I can't wait to hear it for Palace, for oh. Man City. But it was loud yesterday. It was. That's, that was crazy. It was. That it was. was crazy. I mean, th- 28,900 and whatever it was. But it was loud. Yeah. It was loud. Oh, and man. we were all doing with the park line, with yeah. the shelf yeah. side, and it was like, we'd, we'd done that a bit at Wembley, but it was, it, 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 it was never the same. The same. Was it, no. But being back in there, everyone was yeah. just was so One happy. I'm a little bit upset about is Paxton Road's gone. I know it had yeah. to, you know, it's collateral yeah, damage, yeah. but it's done more Paxton Road. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Maybe, yeah, maybe the North Stand will adopt. They'll still say They'll adopt it a little bit, won't they? Um, what was your role on the day then? So you were there yesterday in a working so, capacity. Yeah, yesterday was a normal working day, so it was like it was a first team game. So I was commentating for the visually impaired. Mm. Oh, fantastic! So yesterday was the test, the first test game against yeah. Southampton, just to be. Yeah, clear, so. and you know what? That was a really, really enjoyable game to watch as well. So I can't say I've ever been to a Spurs youth team game before. Oh, really? so that was the first one I've been to. Um, Oliver Skip was playing, which. I wasn't sure if he was going to play. I knew obviously he was that age group, but I didn't know if they were going to stick him back in. He like ran the show. Yeah. He was so good. He literally he looked like him. a man in a boy's game. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, he looks like an old man anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like he's 18, yeah. right? He's got an older head on him. But him and Harvey White had a great yeah. pairing in the centre. But um, I've done a few under 18 games before. He sort of did the stadium announcing the White Hart Lane. Um, for those games, so I have seen them. But this team yesterday, the skipper Shashua, Janil Bennett on the left, who obviously scored the first goal, and even the centre half, Walcott, that's not a Spurs name, yeah. Walcott, no, but Walcott, you, you know, they, they really did suit the white shirt. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and the, the quality of the goal, especially that first one as well, it cuts in, cuts in from the left, bends it bottom corner, yeah. and you were like, that's not a bad first yeah, goal. Yeah. Because you go and you think, oh, it'll be a scrappy set piece yeah. or something like that. But for that to be the yeah, first yeah, goal, you're like, brilliant. It was, um, but typically, like any Spurs team, they, made, they wasted a couple of chances, right? Yeah. So, and then they got that goal back through Hansen. Um, but yeah, we 
got there. Yeah, it was a, it was great. It was great to see Ryan Mason there as well. Yeah, who oh, was down yeah. in the dugout. Oh, that and boy. What a guy. Love uh, that boy. He's absolutely fantastic. Potch was there as a halftime guest as well, which was amazing. There, there was a nice moment. I don't know what time you got into the ground, but there was a nice moment. Maybe it was before the turnstiles were open. I don't know. But Daniel Levy and Pochettino on the pitch. Just the two of them talking, really? and they high fived at the end, they hugged at the end, and then they walked off. Yeah. Oh, that's nice because we don't get to see that side of Daniel Levy because he's mm. obviously a very private man. I mean, the most we got really was a Brave New World, you know, the book. Oh, what, what, how did the club feel about that? Obviously, they were involved. I don't know. I, don't know. I, know. I mean, all I can say is that there's there, there's no way Pochettino would have been able to release the book without without the club say no. so. So, yeah, but I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to talk for them. Um, but the next 10 days can be amazing so it's the Legends game this weekend and the players that are coming out to play in that game are going to be sensational it's, it's, it's such brilliant. a brilliant Gaza yeah Gaza or like the, the, but then there's players that like to every every fan a player means something different right yeah. so like Van der Vaart was one of my favourite players that I've seen play for Spurs so to see him again and like Imagine to chant his name slow, how slow is he going to be he'll still be quicker than Corluca <laughs> uh, yeah. let's be honest um, <laughs> yeah. but Jermaine Jean is going to be the, like there's, oh, there's God, some yeah. great Jane characters Jane, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's a brilliant roster of, of yeah. players so honestly it's going to be brilliant if it's anything like what Ledley King's testimonial game was because that was an unbelievable you're not telling me Lewis Holtby is going to be there Two oh. foot the referee that, again like that before. That clip, I, I think <laughs> you see that clip on YouTube. He's actually got my comment. Yeah, yeah. Is that five million hits? It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> well, I buy the like mine, the nerdy side of me. I buy the DVD every year just because I do you. love well, so you've been the voice of my, <laughs> yeah. the background to when I'm tied in that room yeah. <laughs> for years <laughs> yeah so there was a DC United game in 2002 which is a nice link um, to what I want to say as well but that game when Klinsman came back Hoddle was manager he couldn't actually play the number of legends that, that did play that set up the Tribute Trust which is mm. a charity that I'm a trustee of mm. I've been a trustee since day one which helps the former yeah. players and I'm really proud of, of That's uh, my involvement in that and yeah. I have to say the club is superb they really really care passionately about being able to help some of our former players and they go about their work quietly they don't court publicity around it but I think they are, they're certainly the only Premier League club that help that much well they help us yeah. to, to generate the funds mm. Um, and yeah I'm very proud of, the, of um, mm. all of our work there and what kind of work then do you do with the with the ex-players so some of them obviously run into financial difficulties um, health issues later in life yeah. they didn't obviously earn the money that the yeah. current crop of players do and you know some of our double winners I'm not going to name them mm. but some of our double winners you know they were in difficulty towards the end of their life some of them and um, you know just covering medical bills just giving them a bit of a bit of leeway and yeah. you know we don't give out cash but mm. you know we will cover medical bills you know etc etc yeah. yeah. uh, renovations in their home that type of thing and um, yeah it, it's a great charity yeah that that's really like good, amazing thing to be a part of it makes me think a little bit as well um, you watching Harry's Heroes have you, see, have you yeah, caught yeah. up on that that was fantastic oh, really? Um, what was it about? So he gets a load of the old players that played for England who have all let themselves go a little bit and put a bit of weight on, gets them back, gets them fit. So it's like an awareness piece on health yeah. over a certain age and just what your diet should be. But it's also obviously them getting back yeah, together, cool. bantering the changing yeah. room, like getting them back on the training pitch. Mm -hmm. And they play 
Uh, first of all, they play Ridgeway Rovers under 14s oh. in the game. Oh, so wow. this is a team made up of like Razor Ruddock, Merson, Letizia, Ray Parlis. So like, you know, we're talking like top players back in the day, but yeah. now, you know, have let themselves go a lot. So they played under 14 side and lost. Did they? They Seriously? lost 2-1 to Ridgeway Ridge Rovers under 14s. Is that Beckham used to play for? Beckham and, and Harry Kane was there as well as a young player. So that, I was like, I was shocked that they actually lost that game. I thought, even though that they're all unfit, you'd still expect yeah, them to win. Yeah, yeah. They then had another three or four weeks, I think, of training, getting fit, losing weight, all of this stuff. Played Crystal Palace ladies, beat them 1-0. And then that all led up to a big game against a team of legends from Germany. So Stefan Freund was in it. Oh, there was a, yeah. I'll be honest, uh, believe it or not, he didn't. Um, <laughs> there were a lot of players from that German side that honestly... I didn't have that many caps and I wasn't familiar with, but you know, they were still a decent side. And then the end was like a 20 minute highlight of that England Germany game. Which oh. I won't spoil it for you, you need to watch it. Yeah, um, the Kunz played. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, yeah. it was fantastic. If you haven't caught up with it, like do. And there's so much of Harry Redknapp in it, who's like, he's brilliant yeah. value, isn't he? So that was that was really good. So give yeah. that a watch. Um, let's talk about the rest of the season then. So it's obviously it's it's been a season where it's really divided opinions. Like some fans have said we've done amazing to even be where we are. Some have said, well, look where we were at Christmas to now. Like we've fallen away a little bit. What do you think we can achieve the rest of this season? I think it was Brian Moore that said in a certain game in 1989, it's up for grabs now. There's still a lot to play for, right? There's five games at home in the league. Couple of tricky ones, City and um, Liverpool, obviously away in the Premier League. But there's a it, we can finish. I, I don't think we're going to win the league, mm. unfortunately. But we we can go on to finish second or third. Yeah, no which which it. you know in the I scheme said, of things, what a season. I I did an interview yesterday for uh, Premier League Productions, and they said you know this is the um, this is the boost that we need because it has you know gone a little bit south over the last sort of month or so, but. Um, yeah, what better incentive than to put on a show at our new stadium? Yeah, so. imagine the noise. It's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be because the, the fans make such a big difference. Which and yeah. I, I don't think they really realise how much of a difference I th- they, they make. Watch made that point yesterday mm. um, at half time. The one thing that's hanging over me, you know, the hashtag the Premier League use for each game. Ours is Tot Cry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope it's, we it's don't need to use thing, that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope it's not an Andros Townsend winner. I mean, that, oh, that's yeah. that would be. I hate that word, but that, yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about that Liverpool game then. You know, that's the that's, that's the next one in the Premier Big League. Game. Massive game. I mean, they're a, a strong, strong side this yeah. season. How, are we confident are going into? Are they? I think they're flat to see. I think Mo Salah oh. is the Egyptian Michu. I think he's had a, <laughs> a poor season, really. He hasn't scored in like eight games, I think. It's Mane, though. Yeah, Mane's got, was it 17 Mane goals? Is which unreal. I, I, I had no idea he'd scored that I many goals until I saw that. Between him and Walcott. No, Walcott. Or, um, between him and uh, Sterling for Player of the Year this year. Mm. There's one player in the Liverpool team that I have never seen play well, yet he gets rave reviews week after week. Virgil really? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Oh, you say I think he's you absolutely unbelievable. Man. Right. And, and you're not alone. Yeah, I've never, you know, that goal Harry Kane got against him. Remember when he? Yeah, yeah it just goes past him. With, yeah. with the air kick. I mean, it, he reminds I me of Toby. Know. He's just a towering. He reminds me of Toby. Yeah, he's just a towering, strong. Like he represents that that central. Well, he's he's, he's more of a physical presence. He's a lump. Toby. Yeah. To, Toby's oh, yeah. Cl- 
You cannot compare our development. No, <laughs> no. You can't. I, I find it's like it comparing Ledley King with Tony Adams. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I think he's all right. I don't think he's worth. Would they pay seventy million for him? I don't think he's worth that. I just think they had such it's a poor defence. Seven million. <laughs> you know, she wouldn't have him at Spurs. No, I wouldn't. Not at all. I, really I wouldn't. think that's wow. amazing. And I, I, I am still. I'm amazed that he divides opinions as much. That's because I really, I really struggle when people say. Same I, with I don't, Dyer, I don't, I don't get it. Same with Dyer. I've listened to a Liverpool fan who's a season ticket holder, not one of these keyboard warriors right yeah. but someone that sees him week in week out but I've got friends that are Southampton ticket holders as well and uh, I don't you get don't it you know, they were happy that they got as much yeah, money not, as they, as they did and yeah, I just don't you know I've, it sounds ridiculous I've seen a lot of players right come and go he's not one of those players that I would put up in that bracket he's That's just really not really interesting I think for me the one the one defensive player at Liverpool and he's been injured that has really you watch him and you think this guy could be anything he wants Robertson. to be. Gomez at the yeah, start of the Gomez, season, yeah. I thought when we we, yeah. we played at Wembley, yeah, didn't yeah. we? And but we, he had a bad we, start to the season as well. Yeah. And the first couple of games, he was a bit ropey. But Andy Robertson, yeah. fullback, he, yeah, he's decent. He is good. But um, no, Virgil Van Dijk, no, not for me. Mm. I still think they're a side of Liverpool where you know if you get at them, you can cause them problems. They're Definitely. great going forward, but yeah. you know if you if you can get the ball up to your strikers. Especially striker as good as Kane, we can cause them a lot of issues. I think. Sorry. No, I was just going to say the games where I've seen Liverpool struggle the most in the league this season have been where sides have gone a lot more direct. Yeah. And they've sort of just sure. play over the top of the press, don't even entertain it. Whether or not we will do that, I'm not sure. Um, but we look at the draw against Everton and even United, they've just sort of gone, we're not yeah. even going to try and play football in that half no. because it plays into your hands. Yeah. And that's what Liverpool's game is, isn't it? They press you high, they prey on your mistakes, and if you make one, the ball's in the back of the net. So Absolutely. it's just about yeah. eliminating... And they're quite, you know, they're, they are quick. Yeah. I just hope he picks the right team. Yeah. Depends who comes back injured from international duty this week. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I hate the way Man City have built their club, mm. but I'd rather see City win it. Oh, Every year over day. I don't yeah, know what it is about Liverpool. Like, you just let them buy it, like whatever. You're in football, but Liverpool to celebrate what they're doing is ridiculous. Can you imagine the media. Oh, I just it's mm. it, it's disgusting the way they treat and Klopp especially as well. The, the dentist dream, the um, the dentist dream. Did you say? Yeah, yeah. He's got too many teeth. In his <laughs> yeah, he really <laughs> just start rubbing their hands when they see him. <laughs> but I we we do like. If we were to do a joint eleven of Spurs and Liverpool players, there's not many I'd take in our team. It, like no. attack Kane, I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take. I'd rather have Delhi. If we've got a front three of Son, well, a front four of Kane, Delhi, Son, and uh, Ericsson, I wouldn't take any of them. I think I would take Mane this season over Son. Over Son, if I'm honest, Maybe. just. You know, he's been their best player all season, really, Mane. Mm. But if you take him, if you take him out. Without the support of Firmino or Salah, I don't think he's a, he's as good. He's he's finishing off a lot of things, and he is brilliant. But that's like Son, isn't it? You know, does Son play as well when Kane's there? Mm. Well, yeah, but and but Son pl- plays so well across so many different positions. I think he's really important, and I think Delhi. Oh, we keep on talking about this. Yeah, I think he's our most Delhi, important player. Yeah. I, it just. But what's Poch going to do now that everyone's back again? You know, you've got Dyer back. Where's he going to fit in? Mm. Who does he drop? Does he drop Harry Winks? How harsh is that? Mm. You can't drop Sissoko. Yeah, yeah. Dro- I would let drop me, Sissoko. Let, let me just say that again. You can't yeah, drop yeah, Sissoko. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know. I'm still not, like just because he's gone from three out of 10 to six out of 10, he's doubled uh, how good he is, doesn't mean he's a seven okay. out of 10 player. Right, so I would have Dyer Winks. Do I 
Dyer and Winks. I'm not sure. Because he's I, so I, can't I lo- pass. I love Dyer. Yeah. Like his style as a he player, I think he does love it. <laughs> um, that style of player is honestly is so underrated. But for the Liverpool game, I've seen him really struggle in games against Liverpool. And you think Sissoko and Winks as the pair against a quick, you know, nippy Liverpool midfield, I think that's perfect. We've seen Harry Winks have brilliant games. It's always yeah. against the top opposition. He changed player this year. Yeah, he? and when the games are really fast tempo, he, he's brilliant. He struggles in games Burnley. Mm. I, it, those games where it's a lot more less football, a lot more physical. So I think yeah. it has to be Winks against Liverpool. Without right? getting into the like Martin Yole seeing things that we can't see, like mm. me trying to emulate that. Like I love players <laughs> that connect the two lines, like defence and attack, and and Delhi does that, and, does, but yeah. Dyer does, and Winks, sorry, does that as well. Like the goal against Real Madrid um, was perfect for that. You see, I think he does it twice. Like he he takes the ball, takes an extra second where most people just kicked right. it, and then he puts he puts Kane away for the third for Ericsson's goal yeah. because he takes an extra second, mm-hmm. and that is. And that's what his skill is. I think he's one th- brilliant. The one thing Delielli had was that little chip on his shoulder. Oh yeah. Um, but there's a fine line mm. between playing with a chip, which yeah. is fine, but you have to channel that aggression. Don't it's like you? Rooney. It, do you remember when you Rooney yeah. would like someone would tackle him and you just you just see him pelting after yeah. that guy to take him out. Yeah. Were you at the game that Rooney played at White Hart Lane when he was 16? It was an under 18 no. FA no. Cup game. It was about January 2000 or 2001. He stood out. He was 16 years old, yeah. playing in an under 80. He scored both goals for them from about 40 yards. <laughs> yeah. And Sky picked him out, and they used the club footage of those two goals. And by the end of the next season, he scored that, you know, that yeah. against Arsenal and oh, all that man. kind of stuff. He, he stood out, and I remember again, uh, I was with David Pleat before that game, and he said, I said to him, Have we got anyone to look out for? And he went, look out for Everton. They've got a chubby little ginger kid up front called Rooney. Hmm. He's, he's going to be special. And he was. That's you know, like, when he mm. came through, and then when he was like 18, 19 for England in that tournament, oh, that yeah. was just, yeah. oh my word. He was, so he was it literally, you would not have swapped him for anyone at that time. He was incredible. No. I still think he's underrated. There's still a few oh, players who are underrated you. in thank the Premier you. League. Um, because I'm with you on that. when they, they start to like Torres as well for example mm. I think is un- if you go back and watch his Liverpool goals he was unreal he scored the, the hashtag best Premier League goal of all time the one against Blackburn yeah. where he hits it over his shoulders oh, yeah. Yeah. Jamie Carragher up the line oh my god Paul Robinson's in goal only for Blackburn yeah, yeah. and Honestly, I think it's the best Premier League goal of yeah, all time. That is a good we, goal. Haven't, we haven't asked your best, the best Premier League goal you've ever seen live, or the best Spurs goal you've seen live. Or best, just oh, best Spurs goal. Best Spurs mm. goal. I've heard you talk about Danny Rose's so goal. Many, you know, so many, so many Spurs. I think the best goal I've commentated on was similar to. Um, Hoddle's goal against Forest when it didn't touch the ground. Oh, yeah. Freddie Canute against Everton. He gets hold of his ball from 25 yards out yeah. and it flies in. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think it touched the ground either. Amazing. From, but yeah, that was, yeah, there's been so many goals. Yeah. Remember that yeah. crouch goal against City that didn't touch the floor? Do you remember that? The crouch goal when he's playing for Stoke. Stoke, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was unreal, wasn't yeah. it? Was it the anniversary of that goal today? Oh, is it? That, that was on I mean, Twitter. That's a good plan. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. I'm going to try and find out. I'm, sh- I'm sure that was on. Have a look on the Stoke Twitter feed because someone retweeted it today. If that's the goal, that's maybe amazing. John Champion or maybe John Champion commented on it yesterday. 
Maybe it was yesterday. Stoke what do we think for that Liverpool game then? You you think we'll get anything out of it? I do, yeah. Yeah, you do. I do. Because they're going into it now so cocky and arrogant. Mm. But the slight, if we can start quickly, I think they're there for the taking. I think they're a very emotional team. We talked about this before. I think teams take on the, the mentality of their managers, Man United and Ferguson, like ruthless killers. Mourinho, like just dirty defender at all costs. Klopp, really emotional. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you can see he's really, really emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think if they get momentum, we'll lose 4 0. If we can just be really <laughs> professional and like not get angry, just play our game, I think we can win. But it'll be and hard. I've, I've, watching Liverpool the last couple of months, especially at Anfield, it's like if you get through that first twenty minutes, they do tend mm. to get extremely restless. And Burnley went up the other week, and all right, they got beat four two, I think it was in. But they got an early goal, and there was just this sense of panic in the stadium. So yeah. if we do get the first one, or even get to half time at nil nil, yeah, you've got a chance. Well, they're chasing as well. They haven't got a yeah. nine point lead anymore. They they it's tense for them. If it was us, we'd be nervous, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're always nervous. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Um, yeah. I'm not. I think a draw is probably the best we can hope for. If I'm if I'm being honest, but you never know in those games. No. Listen, we nearly won it there last season, right? Yeah. And then we threw it away, and then we got it back again. Yeah. So, oh, what yeah, a, what a f- last fifteen minutes! The Wanyama goal that was oh, just. Yeah. I can believe. Oh, that. Salah believe that. and Kane's two penalties. Yeah, well, the composure of Harry Kane. To, the second, forget the yeah. first one, the second one. Yeah, balls of steel. How does he measure up? Because in terms of like strikers that you've seen, so like Lineker, Klinsman, where's Kane in that? Is he is he at the top as well? Um, He's different to Lineker. Lineker Mm. was more of a poacher. Kane, he's one of these players that I'm telling you, but you've seen him as much as I have. He'll he'll get the ball anywhere and do something with Mm. it. His passing, it's almost Hodlesque at times. The way he just brings yeah. players, he did it for England, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that was a great pass. It's, um, he's definitely up there. He, he, I mean, he's different to Gareth Bale, but he's one of these players that can change a game. Gascoigne yeah. in his prime. Mm. I mean, forget Sunday. He's, you know, yeah. I just hope he doesn't embarrass himself, Paul Gascoigne. To be mm. honest, I think if he gets five minutes, that might be, you know, probably just about mm. it. Yeah. But um, yeah, but it's gonna be great to have him out there and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Kane's, yeah. Up there, top. definitely yeah. up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't go so far as to say he's our number one striker. I mean, you mentioned Chris Jones earlier, on, yeah. Right? <laughs> but my youth, but um, he's 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 a he's third of the way through he's his career. Animal. Yeah, we've, he's an animal. His I passing mean, as well is unbelievably yeah, totally. good. He's strong, and he keep. And if he misses one, I mean, don't forget on his debut. Just think back to his debut against Hearts. Yeah, the boy missed a penalty. Yeah, that could have killed people. Yeah, yeah. how would you bounce back from that? You've waited all your life to play for Tottenham, you get an opportunity, you get a penalty, and you miss it. Yeah. As long as he doesn't go in goal, we're all right. right? Yeah, how yeah. do you remember that? I do, yeah. He got a hat-trick in the same game, didn't yeah. he? And then went in goal, but that was amazing. strange. Yeah. That dolly in, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, Let's yeah. talk about the Palace game as well, so that's coming up soon in ten, nine, ten days' well, time. a pod before it. Um, I want to talk about it now because I'm so excited to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, the first game Where's in the stadium. Where's it been yeah. yeah. um, played? I think that that will be the best atmosphere. It'll be so good, wouldn't it? Especially as an evening game, people will be... It's like the 4 all game, Villa, wasn't it? The, oh, yeah. yeah. The 1-2-5 yeah. game. Were well, you commentating on, on that yeah. one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, was. That, that was just... 4-1 yeah, down with not long to go and then Kabul at the end. We had that kit, didn't we? The yeah, one-off yeah, kit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
that was and all the Villa fans at 4-1 were, sing, were singing happy birthday to exactly. you and you were just yeah. like oh this couldn't be going anywhere yeah. no it was um, some night and it, it is going to be some night it oh, is it's going to be amazing they don't score the party you know like we were invincible weren't we that, that yeah. season I think we need we'll, to carry on I think we'll win I think we'll have the bounce I think I really do we've got players that can worry us though yeah it's like, an oh, awkward game Palace isn't it there's a few players I'm on loan from Chelsea that scares oh, me yeah. not because he's back Shuri, but because he's on loan from yeah. Chelsea and Andros Townsend wants to get on over on Potts yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's going to be a great night honestly I like Cannot Three wait. Ones, cannot like wait. I, honestly, I could see us absolutely smashing them. Like, I really could. Like, we get we get a first one early, and you just think, right here we go. Yeah, that South yeah. Stand just going to be pulling the ball. Yeah. What, was, what was interesting yesterday? <clears throat> talking of the South Stand at White, the old White Hart Lane, we used to warm up before the game in front of the Paxton Road end. Yeah. Right? Yesterday we warmed up in front of the uh, Park Lane end. Oh, yeah. South Stand. Do you know it's interesting? Where are the where are the away fans in yeah, the new Paxton Road? Well, yeah. what the in, South in South the yeah. put the corner there. Oh yeah, and they're left the because they've got to be in the lower tier, haven't they? Away fans. Yeah, I think, so that, I think would it be in the upper tier for some games, or have I got that all wrong? Maybe I'm not Champions sure. League, maybe, yeah, but I don't I'm know. not sure. Yeah. Doesn't matter where the away fans are going to be, does oh. it? Let's be honest, it's going to be unbelievable atmosphere there. It really is. Um, yeah. Daniel, it's been brilliant talking to you. All Thank things you for absolute pleasure. Um, ASD as always pleasure to have you here as well <laughs> yeah. uh, so remember whatever happens future's bright future's lily white come on you spurs I always thought there was very very many people interested in football and I always thought that football was a very important game but I never realised until today just how important it is whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion well, they're the finest team in Great Britain, and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2! It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis, and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.